Hello there. I'm Gloria Warren, and this is the Eloquent Wife Podcast, a safe space in time where we discuss all things pertaining to wifelyhood. So whether you're dealing with unforgiveness, are in the honeymoon phase, or have unmet desires, needs, or expectations, you can rest assured that you will gain godly tips and strategies that will help to transform your marriage for the rest of your life. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Eloquent Wife Podcast. Let me know if y'all can hear me good. I've been trying to deal with these levels over here so I can make sure that everything is balanced just right. So if you could, please let me know if you can hear me. But welcome to the Eloquent Wife Podcast. My name is Gloria Warren, and this is episode 19 that we are going to be having on today. So if you're here, I would love for you to drop a heart emoji to let me know that you are ready for this conversation, that you're ready to interact. And if you're watching the replay, I would love for your interaction as well because it is greatly accepted and appreciate it hello there mother i see you i see you good morning good morning hi christine i see the hearts yes you are ready for the conversation i am too so um i would love for you to let me know where you're tuning in from we have some watchers and some listeners around the globe and I'm really excited about that. It is something that I never get used to. I'm excited about what God is doing. It is 10 8. Well, I was going to say it's 10 a.m. here, but actually, I'm a little late. I'm a little late. It is 10 10 here in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, and so I know that the time zone may be different for different people, but nonetheless, we are gathering together because I believe that you desire to hear something that is refreshing when it comes to marriage and wifelyhood and all that good stuff. Um, and before we get started, if you could please hit the share button. Um, as I stated last week, it helps Facebook to push this out to more people um, when there isn't a lot of interaction, when there's no commenting, you know, you know, Facebook is kind of like, oh, well, this may not be, you know, beneficial to our, you know, people on Facebook. So let's just shut this down. So we don't want them to do that to us. So if you could just share it, share it to a group, share it to a friend, share it by text message, whatever you feel most comfortable with, because um, I would greatly appreciate that too. So these podcast recordings, this live recording is going to be every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and the audio 
version of it will be uploaded and you'll be able to stream that. Um, For those of you who enjoy listening by way of podcast, you'll be able to enjoy that at 1 p.m. So I will upload this once I'm done and it'll be available there at 1 p.m. So to my newbies, to my newbies who are joining me for the first time, um, I want to gift to you something that I absolutely love and I believe that you will really enjoy it. So this is my very special freebie and it is my 30 daily affirmations for wives to restructure your heart to love and to forgive. So this ebook, it focuses on three areas, renewing of the mind, forgiveness of the heart, and attraction to rekindle your desire for your whole man. So, you know, here we talk about marriage, we talk about wifelyhood, and all of these three aspects are very important. And they're important because if you're going to have a healthy, whole, sound marriage, then you have to be able to walk in forgiveness. You have to be able to renew your mind after an argument. You have to be able to still see them and enjoy what you see and love what you see and fall in love with everything that is prepackaged in your face every single day. So you can go to my website, glorywarren.com forward slash 30 to download this. Again, it's free and it is my gift to you. So I see Christine, you say you're from Fremont. Okay, we're not that far away from each other. I'm so excited that you are here. I am so excited that you are here. I love, I just, I love this so much. I know y'all probably can tell I'm just like giggly and all of that, but Let us get ready to pray and let us get ready to get into the conversation for today because I believe this one is going to really, uh, I I say this every week, but I I really believe that this is going to be a good conversation. I mean, it's always good to have good dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So let's pray and let's get into the conversation for today. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for the breath that is in our lungs, God. We thank you for what you have placed in our hands. Oh God, I give you the glory because I know that if it were not for you, I would not be able to sit in this place and and to proclaim your goodness and your name if you were not there to keep me. And so God, I thank you, God, for just allowing me to be a vessel for you you that you can speak through me and move through me oh God I pray that anything that would come to hinder your people from receiving that which you have for us God I pray that you will remove it now I pray that you will remove it now that there will be peace in the mind that there will be soundness in the mind that there will be wholeness in the mind that there will be freedom in the mind in the name of Jesus and God we give you the glory because you are good Your mercy endures forever. And God, I pray that you would take this word and I pray that you would just saturate our hearts with it so that we can ultimately become and walk in that which you would have for us as wives, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. So let's get into the conversation for today. We're talking about, I need more. Why can't he see my heart? I need more. Why can't he see my heart? 
Why can't he see my heart? So, need is something that is required. Need is something that you require because it's essential or it's very important. A thing that is wanted or required. So I keep saying the word required, but that is what a need is. It is something that you require in order to be able to function at your highest level. The synonyms for need is, here's that word again, requirement, essential, necessity, want, prerequisite, wish, demand. There are times when the lines of needing something and wanting something can become a little blurred. And you may be able to attest to this because, you know, sometimes, you know, if you have children, your children will come to you and they'll say, you know, I need this, I need that. But, you know, it's good when you can distinguish something that is a need and then something that is a want. So what exactly is the difference? So, you know, as we set the stage for this conversation it's good to always have an understanding of the basis of where we are. Hey, Linda. So what is the difference between a need, between a need and a want? A need is something that is necessary to live and to function. A want is something that can improve your quality of life. It makes you feel good, but it's not something that you have to have in order to, to survive and to live and to make it from day to day. So a need is something like we need food, we need water, we need clothes, we need shelter. A want is something, you know, where we want to buy an outfit every week or we want to go to the movies every week or we want to go to a new restaurant every week or we want to go visit, you know, a different state every three months. That's a, a want. Those are considered wants. But it's not something that is needed. So that, those are just some examples that I wanted to throw out there. Unmet needs for a prolonged period of, period of time can birth a never-ending thing that seems to have no resolve, leading to resentment. And I know that I use the word resentment a lot. I know I use the word bitterness a lot. And, you know, just sporadically throughout, you know, just different conversations and posts that I have and posts that I do. But, I mean, it's such a real thing. Like, it's such a real thing. And I'll read it again. Unmet needs for a prolonged period of time can birth a never-ending thing that seems to have no resolve leading to resentment and although resentment means bitter indignation at having being treated unfairly when intentions aren't intentional at times to treat you unfairly by not meeting your needs your heart can still drift 
into resentment. So sometimes when you feel just a certain thing where you feel like you're not being treated fairly or you feel a certain way that you feel as though, God, what is this that I am feeling, experiencing, sensing? Sometimes when we allow our minds to roam, sometimes it can do more detriment to our hearts because as the Bible always tell, tell us, we have to guard this with everything within us because out of it is going to flow everything. This scripture can be used across the board for everyday life because our hearts, they, it, it beats. It is the thing that, that is synchronized. It keeps us going. And so when we endure certain things and when we hold on to those things and we allow it to be embedded into this heart issues are going to flow from that I'm sure you can attest to the fact that times are hard times are not hard in a way that you know it's like man this is not times are hard as in just life in general, keeping your mind sound, you know, walking up right before God, just treating people with respect, even if they don't treat you with respect, like life can life at times. And then it's like, God, you know, is this, is this the, the, the abundant life that you were talking about in scripture? Because I don't really see that this is the abundant life that the Bible, the Bible was talking about. I didn't know I was going to have to go through all this stuff. But prices are on the rise in every area. And overall, in general, it's a lot going on just in this world that doesn't even include our marriage, that doesn't even include like our household things. And this doesn't include us building a life with another human being. You know, so we have just different things in the world that we deal with, with outside things that's not in our house. And then we have the responsibility to cultivate and to work and to mature and to um, build this beautiful union when we have so many things that's going on. And I always say this, but when we're building a life as a wife with our husbands, they're imperfect and they are flawed. We're imperfect and we are flawed. But that is one of the most beautiful things in this earthen vessel is that God can use us and God can work through our union and God can can speak through us within our, our union to even be a blessing to other people, even with our imperfections. And I think sometimes we are not able to see the beauty that lies deeper within the flawed vessel because of the things that may have gotten in the heart over time. 
this may not be something that has been intentional, but if we're talking about, I need more, why can't he see my heart? Then there is a deeper thing that we have to ask ourselves. And we have to ask ourselves with honesty and be honest with ourselves and know that there is something that when we stood before God and we said our vows in the good and in the bad, these are some things that we said and we, we I think many times, when you're going into a thing, you know, you're surrounded with a lot of joy. You're surrounded with a lot of just happiness. And you have all of these things. And that is a beautiful thing because it helps to shape and give you a solid foundation. So that when the rough times and the rough patches and the uneasy times and the uncertain times come and the money, you know, being funny, when all of that comes, you have a solid foundation because of all of the things that happen, even in the brain, like the oxytocin that's released, you know, it makes you feel that connection and close and it makes you want to build a deeper connection so that you can get to know the person that you're going to marry. So all of those things, they played a a beautiful role and God designed it the way that he did because he wants us to be solid but as time progresses and as life lives everything is always not going to be as beautiful as they may have been in the beginning and I think it's very important to understand just because you may be in a rough patch right now does not mean that all hope is gone. It does not mean that life is a mistake. It does not mean those things. And we're going to get even deeper into this conversation. I need more. Why can't he see my heart? The why of a thing is the cause, reason, or purpose for which A person knows why they did a thing. So that's a why. Can't is unable to, does not have the ability to, or does not have the capacity to. See, to see is to perceive with the eyes, to discern visually. So we're saying... Why can't he see my heart? A heart is a hollow, muscular organ that pumps the blood through the circulatory system, our system, by rhythmic contraction and dilation. It is the central or innermost part of something. So our hearts, even if we're not talking about our physical heart, even if you're talking about the heart that is connected to your emotions, why can't he see my heart? 
the reason behind him doing something. It doesn't mean that he can't see your heart, but we have to go deeper and really analyze, have I allowed him to actually see my heart? Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. This is Proverbs 4.23. One major reason we endure misunderstandings, frustrations, unmet expectations is because we assume that if we are loved, how we feel should be utterly interpreted. This is like the mindset at times. It may not be you, but there are some on here that will be able to relate to this. And so we say, if he's connected to God, or, you know, if he, you know, if he's around me all the time, how can he not discern how I'm feeling like this is this is a conversation that we're having with ourselves. So we're just we're still just digging deeper into this conversation. Like, how can he not discern where I am if he is around me? If He says that he loves me. If he loves me so much, why can't he interpret my silence? Yeah, I know how we do sometimes. But in all fairness. We have husbands who check on us. But at times. This may not be you. I'll say it again. This may not be you. But someone here can relate to this. And if you can relate, you know, then there is just this small aspect of pride that kind of builds up in wanting to be pursued at times to the end of the earth and letting them figure it out solo. So what does this mean? He asks, everything okay? You're doing good. Like, you know, it seems like, you know, you're a little off right now. Like, it seems like, you know, look like you got an attitude. But many times our response can be, I'm good. I'm fine. Ain't nothing wrong with me. And then when the answer is retaliated back to us, okay, I was just checking. Then that makes the situation even deeper because then it's like, Oh, you really don't care. You know I'm upset, but you you just going to leave it like that. And I believe that we have to get to a place where we don't allow our spirits to be frazzled. I believe that God wants to get us to a place where we're not easily frazzled, that we're not easily offended, that we're not easily allowing ourselves to get in a place where we let things sit in us and we hold things within us for such a long time that even when a conversation is presented, that it is a grand mountain. We have to get to a place where we deal with things immediately. And this is why the Bible teaches us to not allow the sun to go down on our wrath, because when things become so embedded into the heart, when things become so embedded into the heart, it can really um, cause many issues because of the scripture that I just read. 
the heart, it can birth a wellspring of issues. It can birth so many different things. Above all else, you have to guard this with everything that with, that is within you. For it will flow the issues of life. This life is not perfect. This life is not perfect. There is so much that will transpire within this life from today to next year to 10 years from now to 20 years from now. And if we don't learn to clear what's already in here and then once it's cleared, make sure that we protect it so that it can just have love flowing through it in every area. There is always going to be something in this life that is going to come in, that will try to come in, that will happen, but we have a choice in every situation that we face. We have a choice to choose. We have a choice to say, okay, am I going to allow this to take me out? Am I going to allow this to ruin my day? Am I going to allow this thing to do whatever it wants to do? Or am I going to take control and command my day to be that which I want it to be? Am I going to command my day? Or will I allow it to just freely flow in whichever direction it wants to go in. And if we give the enemy any type of room, he is going to run with it. You can best believe that he's waiting for any open door that we give him to sow discord, to sow division, to sow anything that is negative. Because his ultimate plan is self-destruction. He wants us to self-destruct. He wants us to self-destruct. What may seem like an insignificant gesture could be the very thing God is using in a moment to restore unity and soundness of mind. We at times fail to perceive it, however. There is this old saying that goes as a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Last week for episode 18, we talked about emotional suppression. And one of the key ways for you to beat suppressing your emotions for the future is to actually speak up and talk through what you are feeling. This is us taking the initiative for our own health of mind, for our own hearts. This is these are things that we can do like we can't control the actions of anybody else. But what we can do for us is to keep ourselves sound in our minds and in our hearts. And we can do this by speaking up and talking through what we feel. We can do this in love. And, and even if we struggle with with communicating with a loving tone or communicating from a place of respect, because as we we talked about last week when things have been suppressed for so long and there are so many different emotions and there are so many different 
when there are so many different scenarios and just things that you have had to walk through and they're just stored in this heart and it's just stored in your mind. When you do begin to communicate, those things may not come off as gentle because it's like this big volcano. And with this big volcano, it's just it's just erupting. It's just even even if it's not intentional, it's erupting because there is an abundance of all of that stuff that is in the heart. And so learning how to communicate and then being able to express when a certain thing makes you feel a certain way, why it makes you feel bothered, how you like to see things shift so that you can ultimately guard your heart. That is like the key thing that I want you to take away from today is guarding your heart. Even in whatever the whatever the situation is, guarding the heart with all diligence. Because again, from it will flow or spring forth the issues of life. Marriage can harbor many issues if you keep your mouth shut. If you keep your mouth shut, many issues can circulate. And regardless to anything, your husband will never be able to decipher through the layers of your displeasure if you don't speak from the heart to him. If you don't speak from the heart, open up, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Why can you or why should you expect him to know what your heart is in need of? So we are approaching days where there's going to be so many more things that's going to be released and unleashed upon the earth. You know, we, you know, by the grace of God, we survived COVID. If you're listening to me and you're here right now, you know, by the grace of God, we survived so many different things. And there are so many things that are going to come up on this land. And if our hearts are not solid with the love of God flowing through it, with the understanding of how I need to move forward, how I can allow myself to walk through every situation and, and be able to come, come out prosperous. Like there are so many things that can take us out, but by the grace of God, we are still standing. And every time I come here, I truly believe that it is just another layer that God is peeling off of us because he is trying to get us somewhere because there is so much that he wants to do in the land. And ultimately, when we live for him, his kingdom is what he's concerned about. And when we are unified and when we are in complete communion, even with the Lord, 
You know, there are so many things that will just begin to fall off of us. And ultimately, again, it's about building the kingdom of God. And little things can seem little in the moment. But if we are discussing, I need more. Why can't he see my heart? If we're discussing this, then I believe that it would behoove us to say, Lord, I need you to give me wisdom and insight on the disconnect. Where is the disconnect? How can I decipher through the things that are causing the disconnect? How can I communicate effectively why I feel the disconnect and what I need to happen now so that I don't continue to feel this disconnect? We have to speak. We have to speak in love, but we have to speak. And we have to be willing to open up and have hard conversations that don't feel good at times. And it may not feel good in the moment, but whenever we unpack the depths of the heart that are causing issues and that are bleeding on us, that's bleeding on other people, it will be so much more beneficial in the moment. It's not going to feel good. But when we are intentional about growth and when we're intentional about making what God has given us the best thing that we could ever make it into and being like that person with the talent, okay, God has given me this. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to bury it? Or am I going to use what I have? Am I going to use my voice? Am I going to use everything that I have in my, my, my knowledge and my intellect? Am I going to use everything that I have to make it as beautiful as I can? And when God sees us doing the little things, he will add more to it. He is an abundant type of God. There is something that you cannot outdo God in and that's giving. When God sees you giving your all, when God sees that you're doing the very best that you can, he will meet you where you lack. But there has to be a stepping stone. You know, me just sitting on the couch and saying, Lord, fix this thing. Lord, fix this thing. Lord, fix this thing. Like we have to get up and do something. God is a God who does not. He dislikes. What's the word? He doesn't like slowfulness. So even putting that towards our marriage, you know, we can pray all day. We can pray until fire come down from heaven, but we have to get up and we have to take a step. We have to take a step and your step may look different from the next woman who is listening to this podcast or the next woman who is watching this podcast video. Your step may look different, but in all that we get, the Bible tells us to get an understanding. You know, if we lack wisdom, the Bible tells us that we can ask and he will give it to us freely. And if we feel like that, if we feel like the person that has hit a brick wall and we don't know where to turn, where to go, what to do next, he is the source. 
He is the source in the church. He is the source outside of the church. He is the source for marriage. He is the source for business. He is the source for raising the children. He is the source for being a business owner. He is the source in every situation. Whatever we need, we can always go to him because he is. And it is because he created all things. All things came from him. And when we lack in something, we can say, Lord, show me this. Because I don't know where to go from here. And because I don't know where to go from here, Lord, I feel like I am about to self-destruct. But God, I know that your word declares, even in marriage, they that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So if I call on your name, I know that you'll step in and save me. And I trust and believe that you will do exactly what your word says that you will do. And because I know that you're going to do that, Lord, help me to move back. Help me to step back. Help me to be in a place, in a posture of surrenderance to you so that I can ultimately hear your voice and know how to articulate that. Because again, if our mouths, if they stay closed, even if you're feeling on the inside, he can't see the depths of my heart. He doesn't see the pain that I feel. He doesn't see all of the things, the anguish that I feel. He doesn't see the anger that I'm harboring. But even in that you still have to speak. You still have to go to God in prayer about it. Because even if we do things in our own strength, we're only going to make a bigger mess of it. And so I want to encourage you in this moment and today to know that the Lord is on your side. To know that even as a wife, to know that even in this space, to know that he is forever for you. He is forever for you. And there is nothing that you can do to ever change that. The, the Bible says, I'm going to see if I can get this real quick. Because I think that this scripture will really be a blessing. Let me see. This is Psalms 139. And it says, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. No matter where you are. Because of his unconditional love for us and towards us. Even if you make your bed in hell, he is still there. Even if we do whatever we do, he is always there. He is always desiring to be there for us, to help us. Because he knows that we're fragile, because he knows that we're delicate, because he knows that we're dust, we're made from dust. And so your situation, whatever that it may be, it's not too hard for him. Even if it feels hopeless, even if it seems hopeless, even if you feel like I, I've done everything that I know to do, but have you tried his way? Because it's his way 
that will always prosper. It's his way that will always prosper. And when you do it his way one time, you'll say, I should have done this so many, so many times ago. And I want to just say that, you know, when we talk here, like I don't want, because I've had comments as such before, you know, there's, there are, there were comments that were to the fact that, you know, the man is never responsible for his actions. And that is never my intention here. But at the same time, I know that we can't change change anybody. We cannot change anybody. I can't change anybody. And so my mission, goal, mandate is to help the wife and her wifelyhood journey. Because if we're going to, if we were to sit here and talk about everything that he should be doing and he's not doing, it's only going to make more things spring up in you because you recognize your reality is not what you want it to be. But when you focus on the internal self, when you focus on self and when you, when you get yourself in a different headspace to allow God to work through you, move through you, use you in your marriage, in your life, in your children's life, in the lives of other people, you will begin to see so much more reward. You will begin to see so much more joy inside because it's, it's the things that we do. And when we know that we are in alignment with our father, that brings the most joy. And if we're always in contention and with contention, that is only going to cause more and more resentment to rise up. And so I just want you to be encouraged to know that even when we talk here and even though we are evaluating self, that doesn't reflect and that doesn't take away anything from us. God can and will deal with the husband, the man. But it's not up for me to change anybody because I'm not anybody's God. But if I can get myself together and be in the right headspace for me, then when I walk up right before my God, my Savior, there are unconditional blessings that can help but to unfold before me and for me. When I walk up right and I talk right and I do that which is right, there isn't anything that he would withhold from me. But if I am doing what you're doing because I want you to feel what I feel, and if I'm walking in that way, that's not like God. So I just want you to be encouraged to know that every conversation that we have, everything that is stated is very intentional, but it's only intentional, but it's intentional. And it will yield abundant fruit in your life. You must believe and know that when you do that which is right, it will always yield abundant fruit in your life. The abundance of your heart shall spring forth love blessings 
peace, joy, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, temperance. The Lord can work in a way that you've never known. When we, I think sometimes we, I don't want to say underrate God, but I think sometimes we don't really fully understand how good he is, how sovereign he is, how wonderful he is, how magnificent he is, how wise he is. You as a daughter praying, you as a daughter going before your maker, pouring your heart before him, and even even not knowing what the next step will be, even not knowing what tomorrow may look like or not even knowing what next week will look like, but saying, God, I surrender this heart to you I know we talk about hearts a lot but there's a lot that comes from that thing and so we have to talk about it and when we give him the heart he can breathe on it and the issues that you present to him in prayer God can move on the heart of your husband all the way in another room even when he's at work and begin to speak to him and you'll notice him coming to you and revealing this God just dropped this on my heart da 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 blah 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 this has happened for me before and so I know it to be true when you give your all to God And when you trust him with everything that's in you, you can trust and believe that he is going to see to it that his daughter, his precious daughter, he's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you in, in disarray. He's not going to leave you in disarray. There are some things that he wants to do in our lives. And I know that it is first going to start with us getting us together we're scratching everything and it's like lord just give me you because it's only so much that i can do but god if you give me you then i know that everything else that i'm connected to will be blessed if you give me you then i know that everything else will be blessed if you give me you so even in needing more he shall see your heart even in needing more God is going to turn that thing around where he does begin to see your heart where you can express yourself where you can get the depths of your heart out into the open Because ultimately, healing is the children's bread. And when this heart is 
sad, when it's sick, when it's low. Everything that flows from it will exemplify that which you're feeling in the heart. And so, what does that mean? If you're feeling depressed, then that is what's going to come out. If you're feeling anxious, that's what's going to come from the heart. If you're feeling sad, that's what's going to come from the heart. And if this is an all-the-time thing where you're constantly dealing with things that's affecting your heart, do you believe that God wants you to stay in that state? Do you believe that he would want you to come out? Or what perception do you have of that? These are just some things that we have to just step back, even in our quiet time, even when we're washing dishes. And we just have to think through these things and say, Lord, how do you feel about this? If I were to say this, Lord, how would you feel about this? If I was to do this, Lord, how would you feel about this? When we had this discussion, God, how did you feel in the midst of that conversation? When we had this argument, Lord, how did you feel during this? Lord, what is it? What is it that you want to show me about me? What is it that you can show him about him? Lord, how can you unify us back together? And ultimately, we have to understand that at the end of the day, we're not each other's enemy. This is the plot of the enemy. Because if we, he can get us against each other, then he can have us divided. And what? The, the Bible declares that a divided house, it will never be able to stand. And sometimes the enemy makes us feel as though we are each other's enemy. But when we recognize and mature in our vision, our spiritual vision, that anytime there is discord, God is not in it. Anytime there is division, God is not in it. And there's only two beings in this world. Spiritually, there's good, God, bad, Satan. Two kingdoms, kingdom of God, kingdom of the devil. And so if there's division, if there's dishonesty, if there is, I won't say disunity, I don't even think that's a word. But if there's not unity, then you must recognize it as the enemy in that moment. And when we begin to shut him down quickly, he can't embed his will in the heart that it takes us time to overcome and get over. When we recognize that it's the enemy, that when it's discord and when it's not unity, when we quickly recognize that's the devil, let me shut this down immediately. Instead of us looking at each other as enemies, we will begin to soar. We will begin to soar. So I pray that this conversation was a blessing to you. I pray that there would be a love that springs forth in you to allow you to see and know that all hope is not lost. That all hope is not lost. That the Lord is with you and that he loves you and that he cares for you. And so I pray that you will go in peace. And that 
God would truly reign in you because ultimately it's his perfect will that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Even in your needing more, he sees you. Sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Sometimes it's just a matter of perspective, changing the words, changing the heart, changing the outlook, changing how we say things, changing how we see things. Sometimes it's just that. And so God would give you glory for this conversation. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Computer about to die. But we made it through. We made it through. Linda, I see you said that's right. Jazzy Jazz, how you doing, sis? Yes, only by the grace of God. The only way we're going to be able to do it is by the grace of God. And I trust and believe him with everything in me. And because I trust and, be and believe him with everything in me, I know that he's got me, that he is with me that he is for me, that he is not against me. My God is a good God. And everything that flows from him is that of blessings. I see my husband on here. He says, amen. Looking through the comments. Antoinette, I see, said, amen. Sharice, amen and amen. So I just thank you ladies for joining me on today. I pray that you were truly, truly blessed. And until our next conversation, I will see you and I will talk to you then. Love you much and bye-bye.
Hey sis, I pray you enjoyed this week's episode. If this was a blessing, then you for sure don't want to miss next week's episode. So meet me here next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern for another conversation about wifelyhood. If this episode was a blessing to you and you'd like to see it flourish, consider becoming one of our beloved podcast partners to help us get this message to more wives abroad. If you feel compelled to partner with the Eloquent Wife Podcast, visit www.glorywarren.com forward slash partner to become an official partner. We have options for you to submit a one-time love donation or you can become a monthly partner through our secure giving portal. With much love and grace, I pray you have a blessed week. And until next time, it's Gloria signing off. Bye-bye.